podcast about tattooing and all this stuff around it. I am one of your hosts. My name is Ryan Othis. You can find me online at bettertattooing.com, the Better Tattooing YouTube channel, or on my Instagram. It's at R-I-A-N underscore O-T-H-U-S. My co-host, Brian Matthew. That's just one T with that one. The owner of Scarlet Vale in Corvallis, Oregon, and a tailored fit tattoo gallery in Rogers, Arkansas. He can be found online uh, at Brian Matthew Illustrations. Have fun with that one, Scarlet Vale Tattoo. He's on Facebook. He's on everything. He's a super great guy. And uh, we have a great show for you this week. We have Adira Lal. Oh, no, I didn't say that right, Adira. You can shoot me later, buddy. Uh, he's a researcher, PhD candidate at Texas Tech University, and he's working on developing vaccine delivery technologies using tattoo stuff. It's really cool. I met him uh, a while back, just randomly geeking out and seeing this article about him and a really prestigious publication, and I was like, oh my gosh, somebody's talking about tattoos. So we met because I, I called the admissions office at the university where he's at. And I was like, you got to find this guy. I need to talk to him. Bugged the poor lady there. And I guess she found him. And now, now he's on the show. So that's fun. Uh, we don't have a whole lot to go over this week. Uh, we do have a bunch of people coming on here soon. We're going to be uh, pretty pleased to put out there. It's just not the normal tattoo show. We're more or less trying to, you know, bridge that idea between science and art and all the stuff that makes it good. I don't know. It's enough kudos for me. I've had one of those days. Have you ever just had one of those days, you know, where I woke up and it's just like everyone contacted me. And I kind of get where the younger generation's coming from now. You know, they like to have text messages because it doesn't give them a sense of PTSD when they come off. They can just ignore it. But I can't do it because I'm not of that generation. So every time my phone went off today and I had over 300 notifications, which I mean, to some is probably nothing. But to me is just shell shock. At the end of the day, I just wanted to throw my phone in the garbage, go out and get a rotary, staple it up to the wall, you know, with that, that piggy tail cord that can only go so far. And if you pull it too far, then it gets all un, untwisted and you got to try to try to fix it and just stress about that too. But hey, you couldn't take it with you everywhere. And people would be forced to call. And I would keep wondering if I didn't have texts, maybe I wouldn't have this much stress and anxiety about talking to people that I actually enjoy face to face. Uh, not the family stuff, though. Anyways, uh, let's get to the advertisement bits. Just get this out right at the front of the show. Our show is sponsored by Dragonhawk. And if you want to go and pick up some really good tattoo machines for dirty cheap, head over to Dragonhawk Tattoo Supply and use the code 2DUDES, T-W-O-D-U-D-E-S, all caps, at checkout to save. I think it's at 10%, but they might have bumped us up to 20 because you guys have been buying so much crap there. It's been It's been really good. Just remember, it doesn't matter what machine you get that's going to make you good at what you do. That's just how good you are. So go buy the best Dragonhawk tattoo. <laughs> All right, on to the homework for the show. And I guess this is going to be leading up to the stuff we have coming up over the next couple weeks. But let's say that you like to go to conventions. What other type of convention that you'd like to go to, you just like to go to? Is there like a rapport like a, an ethic that you're supposed to apply when you go to these things? Is there some type of cordial behavior that you're supposed to apply to the people around you? Is everyone just kind of full of shit when they do it? What's going on with this stuff? It used to be, in my opinion, that conventions were a place for professionals to get together and spread knowledge. And now it seems like it's a place where people just want to go and win a trophy. It's kind of like these little mini faux Olympics, you know? 
especially in tattooing. You go into tattooing and you enter a convention. It isn't so that you can meet new people and meet new friends. And well, I mean, some of them go out there and party. You know, they're doing doing the old booger dust off the back of the toilets and the uh, and the break rooms <laughs> in between clients, which is always fun. But uh, everyone else I see nowadays, they want to go and they want to get that award. And awards back in the day were really hard to get. So. I don't know. Is it the same everywhere? If you go to like a baby convention, do they have trophies? How about like an uh, art Comic-Con? Do they have trophies there? I don't know. I've never been to those. But I keep wondering if there is some type of just way we're supposed to act in public now. That's just kind of become pervasive. And I'm not talking about cancel culture. I can give two shits about that. I'm really just talking about like how real are people when they're out there trying to sell something? It's kind of weird, right? Anyways, that'll get on to a few things we have coming in there. In the next couple weeks, we're going to have some interesting people to talk to. So, hopefully, we'll keep you entertained. And, uh, yeah, that's the homework. Just like, literally rate me, you know, and let me know. I, I don't know. Is there something that we're supposed to be doing when we go out there? Am I acting like an asshole if I go out in public and I'm like, I don't fucking care? Anyways. This will be the show today with Adira. I hope everyone enjoys it. We'll see you at the end. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. in your jar ryan oh it's the fucking i got a little bit of red wine just a tiny okay. bit yeah two fingers can't drink too much in this fucking heat because i'm all getting the heat shits and then i'll, I'll be bad <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows that right nice. drink all your water and it's just to cool you down it moves right through you carrying whatever it can with it yeah, yeah. Almost, I, I, and i have a problem and it, <laughs> everyone who knows me knows that i at least crap my pants twice a year so like for real no yeah for it, real no, no, no. Fucking for real, dude. I'll fucking be sitting there just like, da, 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 like bend down to do something. Just drop this, the whole loaf in my fucking pants. Although, although, although. Well. <laughs> if there was anything we wanted to learn about you today, <laughs> that was it. I'm apologetic about it. This shit happens. You know, my wife had three kids, but I was the one who ended up with a weak pelvic floor. So. <laughs> Hey, there's uh there's Kegel exercises you can do. <laughs> I've been doing them. So that's what my wife told me to do. And I was like, this seems weak. And then like I pooped my pants, right? And then I was like, well, I've probably got to do this. So I'm like, how do you do them? And she's explaining your you wife that flex the Kegel she's exercises. Like, flex the flex this muscle, flex it. And I'm like, okay. It's like did it and made me real uncomfortable, like when you're at church, you mm -hmm. know. <laughs> you're, you're at church and you have an impure thought and you think god's watching so I like made this fucking flexy motion i was like oh my gosh i felt like i was gonna shit my pants so i was like i don't know if i can do this stuff and she's like you got to stick with it so i'm doing it for three weeks now and i can tell you i'm shooting shits out my ass at fucking 38 miles an hour now it's so much control <laughs> Oh, it, it, it actually works. Oh yeah, dude. It's like, it's like doing bicep curls with your taint. You know what I mean? <laughs> This is going to make it in the show for sure. <laughs> yeah. oh, no. uh, for everyone's listening pleasure. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Okay, cool. So, oh, what's that? It's a uh, Japanese whiskey. Oh, shit, dude. Oh, that's what you're drinking. Uh, Did you yeah. drop ice cubes into the bottle? No, 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 no. So there's ice cubes in, in the cup. And, uh, ha, ha, ha. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I see you sitting there going... You got me. You got me. Fuck it. 
we're gonna we're gonna have some hard science today with some mm -hmm. hard liquor it'll be great mm. so feel out of place now oh yeah why don't you have a drink dude well i have water no that's good i'm just too damn lazy to walk across the house <laughs> uh so i guess uh to start just run yep. through our, our standard stock questions here who are you what's your name and what do you do yeah so my name is Idara Lawal. i'm a phd candidate at texas tech university i'm looking to get a doctorate in chemical engineering there here at tech rather yeah i guess that's like the intro yeah um my research is in um it's in drug delivery drug delivery routes. And then the main focus is on intradermal drug delivery, right? So our lab, we investigate alternative routes to intradermal drug delivery outside of the needle. So that's broad summary. That's cool. So yeah. why, why is what you're doing important? Like, why are you doing this? What's that, what's that statistic again? I think about 10 million Americans have, it's probably more, I don't have like the, the figure off the top of my head, but over 10 million Americans have this thing called trypanophobia. It's the fear of needles, right? So one motivation for the research that we do, which is basically to subvert needles entirely for intradermal delivery of drugs. So there's like, there's a, there's, there's a market for it. There's a lot of people that would rather not be stuck by a needle to get uh, their shot. And the, in particular, there's also I don't know if you've heard about DNA vaccinations, but DNA vaccines, because of the, the basically structure or the makeup of these vaccines, they're very viscous, viscous in the sense that they are very thick, so to speak. And if you think about trying to administer something like this through a syringe, think of trying to squeeze out grease from a syringe. Think of how much force you'd have to put into that. So to subvert that, um, our lab, we use these things called high-speed jet injectors. And so basically what these do is they push out the fluid from this thing that we call the bioject device. So it forces out the fluid from a very narrow orifice, right? And if you remember anything about pressure, it's force um, per unit area. And so if you have a small orifice, that means you have a, an even smaller cross-sectional area. So you, you're effectively increasing the pressure by yeah by like folds right forcing the fluid out and so what ends up after this very brilliant process is the medication is delivered straight into the target area the skin muscle or just intradermal without having used a needle right and because these um the the fluid is being forced out from this narrow orifice that they're moving really, really fast. And we've measured speeds up to like 600 meters per second. It's really fast. So it happens in, so it happens in like, wow. in like literal, in like literal. You got time. Brian now. He's like, okay, you're speaking a language. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally this. fucking get yeah. <laughs> You're shooting it into the skin. <laughs> in literal microseconds is done. So even yeah. if like, you think of how long it takes to get a shot, but this is like, boom, it's already done. It's in your skin and all that stuff. So the high force and the high shear that, that, that is involved in this process is also another means to overcome the delivery when it comes to DNA vaccines, which I've mentioned earlier, are very thick, right? So they are thick and they are shear thinning. Shear thinning is basically the more, I guess the more shear you apply to it, the less thick it becomes. 
if you could uh if you could analogize it that uh okay, you know, okay. of how thickness it is for the listeners like what would you compare the thickness to to somebody like who who doesn't know about these okay okay so butter. if you think of if you think of shampoo yeah shampoo is really thick yeah right but then um ketchup is also really thick as well both of these are what i'd mentioned before as sheer thinning in the sense that if you move ketchup really slowly it's like thick and it barely moves right but then the moment you share or you apply force then it comes out like on your really fast yeah really fast on your barbecue or whatever it is right mm-hmm. so um so the equivalent of shaking your ketchup bottle is what this process this high speed um ejecting of this fluid from the narrow orifice is so even though that the vaccine is thick right because of the the high shear that that is being used then it just basically comes out almost like it's water, right? Mm-hmm. And then it reacts is- almost like a non-Newtonian fluid, eh? Yeah, it is. I, again, I'm trying not to like throw too no, many words out there, it. you know? So that's why I try. Yeah, no, okay. but throw it out. If people need to have some further explanation or something, or if we don't understand what you're saying. Okay, well, okay, yeah. So I'll just, I'll throw those, then I'll just throw the words out. Yeah, we don't care at all if the listeners are smart enough. Not <laughs> <laughs> you should have led with that. Okay, okay. <laughs> Hit us with the heavy stuff. <laughs> I'm out here, yeah. like almost biting my tongue because I'm trying to. No, no, no. Let it go. We we okay. we both uh, have studied physics, and I hope that everyone who listens has as well. If they haven't studied some basic fluid engineering or fluid dynamics, then maybe okay. they should go out okay. and do that. Okay, awesome. okay, awesome, awesome. So yeah, that's um, I guess a summary of like the research that I've done so far before I got into the tattoo work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, how did, how did that branch happen? Like, how did you get into this tattooing idea? Like okay. what happened? So um, in, in the, in a doctorate degree, there's this, um, there's this exam, it's the make or break exam. Okay. You fail this exam and they kick you out. Right. So it's called the um, qualifier exam. So basically the, the goal of that exam is to test your prowess as an independent researcher. So because of that, they give you a, project that is completely different from everything you've been working on before then, right? Usually when you join a PhD group, you would be a part of research that's already ongoing just to sort of understand how how to design experiments, how to analyze data and just sort of give you the skill set you would need it's to- It's like an apprenticeship, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty, thank you very much, yeah. like an apprenticeship, right? Mm-hmm. And so this qualifier exam is almost like your main, okay, how much have you learned? So they give you an independent project not related to anything you've done hitherto. They give you a very limited time period, I guess six weeks, six to eight weeks to yeah, figure this shit out. And then at the end of that eight week period, you meet this like this like board of geeks. I say I call them the board <laughs> of geeks, but it's basically your <laughs> coming to your professors that you know assess basically how you probed into that process and then how you're able to present your results and your findings and stuff. So my my project is sort of how I got into this in the first place, right? My I guess the problem statement was to was that okay, there has been some research between 2009 to 2012 into the feasibility of or the prospects of using tattooing to as a means of treatment from through the skin, right? So there's some studies that have used it to try to treat uh, skin lesion diseases. There's some of them that used it to, um, to even vaccinate, right? But then they use them in uh, mice and monkeys. 
And so these studies show that, yeah, it's, a, it's actually, it's, it's a thing, it can happen, it's possible, right? So, but um, the, I would say the, the focus from there was from the immunology point of view, right? Okay, hey, this works, this uh, medication can be used to treat this disease. However, you use a little less if you tattoo it to the skin, right? Mm -hmm. Basically, then my job there was to, okay, it makes sense from the pharmacokinetic point of view, it works, but what about the physics of it, right? Because again, I, maybe I failed to mention this before, but I basically work in like a physics lab. It's, a, it's imaging, it's a fluid dynamics lab. So it's like, we take really, really fast happening processes. We use our high-speed camera. Some of them record up to like 100,000 frames per second, right? So we slow down these super fast processes and yeah. then we're able to see um, what exactly is going on from like, from, from like nanosecond to nanosecond, right? Because it's in these short periods that we have found very, very interesting things. So my job here was to say, okay, you know, we see that this tattoo thing might actually be the next best thing, right? But how, how does this, like, how does this work? So my job there was to show, to determine Right. What are the important factors for um, delivering medication into the dermis um, using tattooing? What are the important factors? Right. Because in, in science, we look at the main there's this every process we, we look at from distillation to quantum mechanics is close to answer. Okay, so what are the factors involved in delivery through tattooing? And then if you change these factors, or the most important factors and then determine the outcomes. So that was my job, right? Yeah, I, I'll go on and on. I don't know, should I cut it here? Or... Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, it's cool, dude. No, I, I think it's really cool. <laughs> All science aside, <laughs> the only thing I'm picturing is like, okay, so immunizations through tattoos, that's fine. But is anybody working on this right now contemplating how the fuck they can teach their clients to properly take care of it after the fact. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess we could try to get in some of that immunology stuff with this thing too. So like when yep. you go with the standard vaccine and I think everyone mm -hmm. who listens hopefully has gotten a vaccine, right? The volume or amount of vaccine that you need to be delivered intradermally or uh, subdermally or intramuscularly is going to be different, right? Yep. So the idea is when you put it into the skin, if you're doing an intradermal injection, the actual volume of like matter that you need to inject to get the same type of immunological response is going to be less than something else. So it's not going to require like a full sleeve to get, uh, which I mean, <laughs> no, but, but it could, which would be neat. But I mean, it might, you don't need that. Realistically, you only need yeah. a very small, a fractional amount of what you would need traditionally. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, exactly. To get the same result. I guess that's kind of what I failed to mention. But again, the governing principle is there's, there's a lot of cells in the, um, in the skin, right? Skin is very rich with immune cells, dermal cells. Of course, there's also blood vessels and all those things in, in your skin, but because of how rich, for lack of a better word, it is with immune cells, as opposed to every other delivery group, right? If you if you target the blood, first of all, blood is blood is in flux already, right? That's one thing. Yeah, and then there are not as many. Basically, blood is almost like a, a, a vehicle, right? So blood is carrying oxygen to wherever oxygen is needed. Blood is carrying these immune cells to where they'll be needed as well. So it's like the reason why you need a certain volume whenever you get like an intramuscular shot is because it's almost like probability 
So if you strength in numbers, so to speak, right? However, because you have a lot more immune cells in the skin, that's why it's like, okay, you don't need as much as you would have because there's more immune cells in the skin. And so that's what happens with the having to use less, yeah, less um, vaccine, less medication. Yeah, there's a greater when, amount of scavenging that's going to occur because it's just more there, right? It's first line defense of the body. Of course, there's yeah, going to be more yeah, exactly. that's there, right? right? A direct transport mm-hmm. from there to the lymphatic system, there's not going to be watering down, displacement, loss in other areas, or even segregation throughout the body as it's dispersed, mm-hmm. right? It gets delivered mm-hmm. almost not instantly, but directly. Not instantly. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's directly. directly, right? It's like taking mm-hmm. the fucking highway versus taking the back roads, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's quick. And it's smart. Yeah. People have been thinking about this I mean, for a while. It wasn't just in the, I guess maybe starting in the 90s or something, like trying to focus on that <laughs> that immune modulation in the skin and trying to utilize that versus something mm-hmm. else. But it's never been, you know, I think really adopted because it's fucking complex, right? It is. It really is, right? <laughs> it's Regardless really of, okay, yeah. <laughs> on one hand, it's complex. On the other hand, it seems like it should have been the first thing they tried, right? <laughs> you gotta make room for innovation like, moving forward that's why let's not go two millimeters into the skin let's jam this needle fucking three inches into your arm we'll see what happens <laughs> what was the what was the fucking the, the multi-vax they used to have on that fucking gun with like 13 needles they put in your arm right oh, and the have small that fucking shit. yeah dude <laughs> yeah. Oh god! When I got my smallpox shot, there wasn't even a mechanism. Somebody just held the needle and jammed it into my arm a bunch of fucking times. (laughs) They do this, yeah. Fucking yeah, it's fun. Uh, You guys are a bunch of pricks. Yeah, that's so. That's how I got involved in in tattooing Mm -hmm. uh, in the first place. So I was trying to show, okay, what what does this process look like, right? And so I had done like my research. And then I, I spoke to tattoo artists here in Lubbock, just like, okay, get what's going on? And so they would tell me things like, um, well, if you have a really good paint out, you need to, you can't, you don't, um, what's it called? You don't tattoo perpendicular to the skin, you tattoo between 45, 90 and all that stuff. And then they mentioned things like using ointments um, on the skin before the, the tattooing and stuff. So all these things were things that, you know, a tattoo artist can explain to another tattoo artist and then, you know, they'd understand. But I'm an academic, right? And I want to be able to write things that other academics would be able to use. Yeah. So I call it physics-y, right? Because mm-hmm. I have no term for it. So <laughs> basically, okay, so what is the, what is the physics-y term or what is the, what is the force or what is the, what's the phenomenon going on here, right? So those, those are kind of like the questions I sought to, to answer with what would eventually be the paper I published and the feature in science and stuff. Yeah, so, but yeah, I you got you know, some fucking clout off that one too, man. <laughs> Public yeah, I mean, speaking, I have, I have people calling my department like, "Who is this guy?" And then, like, hey, I'm having a problem healing my tattoo, Jared. Can you help me out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm not even a tattoo artist. <laughs> but you're a doctor, right? Can I have, you help I me? Have one, one tattoo, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> he got that tattoo just recently too, man. Mm-hmm. he started talking he had nothing he's like i'm gonna go get a tattoo i'm like fuck yeah bro do that shit yeah so um yeah so yeah yeah so to i guess to 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 summarize it i got exposed to tattoo research because it was by chance yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. that's really and cool. so when i ended up with the exam i did the exam passed it became a phd candidate thank god yeah. and then i was like nah this is really cool stuff right because so again a, a large part of the difficulty 
with like this work that I did was just the lack of literature on it, mm-hmm. right? So there wasn't there was there was maybe one other paper that was able to help. So a lot of a lot of the stuff I wrote, I just had to like okay, you know, this is what I've seen. Mm-hmm. This is what I think makes sense, you know. Yeah. It's a burgeoning thing, right? There's uh, there's been an effort, at least in the past decade or so, to really try to keep science out of tattooing. Um, mm-hmm. And we got a dude who's a, a Princeton grad, PhD, neuro, a okay. cognitive neuroscientist who focused on the ideas of brands and the value intrinsic to them, right? I was talking to him the other I day. Love, and he's, uh, I was going to say, I love how confused Adira looked when you said keep tattoo or keep science out of tattooing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Like, it literally what? is. That's insane, right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so the this dude I was talking to, he's talking about brand management. They try to keep it as opaque as possible, right? Because they don't want okay. to explain the science. Because then okay. they can do whatever they want to with the products. And they can right. let all of the liability fall on the idea that they sell of the brand rather than have to explain what's going on. Oh man. We're gonna have fun with that episode. This dude's he's he's like the the dude. He's worked with <laughs> some big corporations. Big corporations. And and not only that, he also works for them. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, helping them better understand how to <laughs> manipulate their brand to better influence the public at large. Which is really Put cool. sparkly stuff on it. Do that, right? <laughs> sparkly stuff. That's it. You're somewhere. That's crazy. So basically, what I'm hearing is that a lot of what was essentially a pain in the butt for me in my work is intentional. Yes, absolutely, yes. dude. That's something. I mean, and we can go over that stuff if you want to right now. Yeah, there's been a direct <laughs> onslaught. It's starting about, I think, Brian was like 2007, 2009. It's going to be so much easier for me. <laughs> Go on, go on. No, that's picture, why you have to picture tattooing like a large group yeah. of um, 1800s or 1700s settlers. They're afraid of witchcraft yeah. and all sciences witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is a person we won't name names of this who lobbied Congress in the past few years, not by taking scientists to Congress, but by taking mm-hmm. two tattoo artists, maybe three. And he said, and I quote, I have this saved, and I quote, keep science out of tattooing. We know what people want, and they don't care if it's safe. They just want it to look good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing beats that logic. No, you're talking with two dudes. That's why this is just the two dudes. Try to keep it light <laughs> as possible. We're like one of the very few fucking, like couple people on this planet who are like, that's fucking stupid. So I think it's stupid too. To uh, be very clear. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, right? Especially from <laughs> academia, because there's so it's so complex. Like even the few talks we've had, dude. Like we start breaking down things and trying to figure out like the origin of these processes or any of these forces that are going to impact stuff. Like the list mm-hmm. keeps fucking growing and growing and growing. I got a whiteboard here that's filled with shit. Even for mm-hmm. my fucking mock setup that I'm doing, right? Like it's it's insane. Well, it's, it's such an asinine concept to the idea, right? To keep science out of tattooing. Like imagine being there when the first idiot went, oh, wait, we can use smaller gauge needles. And then, you know, they decided to use smaller gauge needles and they got different effects out of it. And then they went, I wonder what happens if we use an even smaller gauge needle. <laughs> and you don't understand that they themselves are using the scientific process. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ah, uh, doesn't. Uh, just 
It's fucking heartbreaking. Dude. Witchcraft. It's fucking witchcraft. It's magic, smoke and mirrors. As a Dr. John had said that too. He was just like, I don't understand why these people are doing this. We're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Have a cut point there. Did you get that email I sent you, Dira, as well with Dr. John's fucking contact info or no? Uh, is it where you? I just tagged him in the or see. Yeah, 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 I did have that. I said like, pleasure to make your acquaintance. And That's cool, dude. Back from him. Yeah. yeah, he uh, he's working on because you're in the uh, fucking chemical engineering and fluid dynamics and stuff. He's working on yeah. artificial photosynthesis. Holy shit! Yeah, I knew that would fucking make your brain melt. Whoa. But, but then how would he do that? He's doing photochemistry and stuff as well. So that's where he's testing yeah, all the pigments right now. Yeah. Working the streets. Uh, wow. Oh, that sounds interesting. There you go. I knew. Yeah. We're going to be, we're going to have the two dudes, science and tattooing convention for academic professionals. Oh, shit. We're going to be bringing people in from all over the world who are in mm -hmm. science to meet, you You know, the normal conferences yeah how yeah yeah, yeah. All these, uh, we're gonna have yeah the conferences yeah we're gonna do a conference right brian <laughs> come on about it yeah. let's go nerds mm. let's go nerds get together nerds unite that's fucking yeah, toxic I, I wouldn't even mind i wouldn't even mind like giving a talk at something like that oh yeah dude oh yeah, yeah. actually that's sidebar brian there we go we're gonna <laughs> yeah, get together man, you're looking the world's greatest tattoo seminars <laughs> fuck yeah dude it's gonna be 10 oh. percent tattooing 90 percent making good decisions based on physics and science 10 90 it's the rule of the show brian coined it our first episode he's like fucking 10 90 like it's it doesn't you don't have to have a ton of fucking it, you don't have to have a phd to do something good you just have to have yeah. calm fucking sense mm -hmm. Just yeah. do something stupid. And to be fair, though, I think, like, <laughs> at its very base of it, in, like, early, like, er early scientific inquiry, that was, that was it, right? That was the idea. The idea that, like, I could find out something mind, something um, earth-shattering, right? Yeah. I could have a breakthrough, but then it was my job. It's my job to, to simplify it enough that someone else could just stumble on my work and then read through it and then be able to continue from there but then as time went on again i mean you can say like i'm adjusting my team for hat on this one but <laughs> as time went on yeah. the, um i would say like the, the 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 idea of scientific inquiry as as relates to like publications and articles it became commercialized right yeah. it became almost like it became capitalist in the sense Publish that now you think, perish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, perish. if you think about it, it's now. Right. I'll say it for you. It's a business, right? Is that kind of <laughs> how we're going to look at this right now? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, weird. Yeah, they never publish. They never mm -hmm. publish shit that doesn't work. That only the yeah. shit that is innovative and is pushing forward. There's never yeah. going to be a stopgap. So if somebody has the same idea. They can check to see if it's fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. So there's so much erroneous research that's going on that's slowing down the cycle because people aren't sharing even the shit that doesn't work and there's no funding for it either. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to start a database for that, actually. That was like one of the five-year plans is like, if your shit didn't work, publish it here. Let's okay. have a junket pile, right? Let's mm -hmm. see. Because that way, if we know, even when shit doesn't work out, you can still extrapolate other ideas. Yeah, you can extrapolate. It's still useful information. Exactly. You know, it's data, right? And like, if you think of it like almost like a map, right or you're trying to figure out say you're trying to get to to zion right yeah or or zion is like this this mass right 
and then you only have um you have a few darts and you're trying to hit it so even if you hit and you miss then you know where zion isn't right and then yeah basically even if even if it's a useless point it's like a space where your goal isn't and so that information that 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 data point is still useful in a sense right we can't do that because it's it's just business right and i mean anyone can get published Mm -hmm. dude i'm published that'll tell you something (laughs) i'm published but in all the wrong places (laughs) that's one of the things we're trying to do is create a new branch of science right tattoo yeah yeah, and, and Ryan, I don't know if, I mean, Brian, I don't know if Ryan, ah, Brian, Brian, yeah. I don't know if Ryan has told you about it, but that's kind of like the, that's kind of like the scope we see, like, we'll, we start the, we can start out as a movement, but basically it's just like making the, the science involved in tattooing process a, a lot less, you know, obscure. Yeah. So yeah. But what's really cool nowadays is like, we're right at a cusp where all of these old fashioned minded people within our industry are probably all going to die off pretty soon. So <laughs> going we're, to we're moving that. into a progressive pretty, uh, macabre, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, so we're moving into a pretty progressive zone within the tattoo community itself, which you can see just the moment you walk into a tattoo shop nowadays, you know, everybody's just nicer and friendlier and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And as it's growing, hopefully there's more people that are actually interested in the science that goes into tattooing and less interested in just looking like a cool biker selling Coke or something. I don't know what the fucking <laughs> problem is. But, you know, so that's what we're here to try to establish and, like, mm-hmm. push the idea, you know? All right, so with your research that's going on right now, what benefits do you see on a broad scale? We'll go macro versus micro that, okay. that your research is, is capable of. Okay. So I guess on a broad scale, at first look, right. I'd already, I'd mentioned that, okay, I work in a lab and we look at like alternative methods to needle injection because people are scared of needles. But now you see me making full cycle and then going, Oh no, you know what? Fuck that. Fuck one needle, let's use six, seven, right? <laughs> <laughs> that so, but, um, <laughs> yeah, let's do a 10 pack, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but um, I feel like the, the benefits of it in, in the sense of if tattooing becomes the method that is how DNA vaccines are become mainstream, right? Because there's still that, the reason why DNA vaccines are out there is just that there's the, um, the, the cell wall barrier where it's really difficult to, to get this, um, these, these strands to permeate the cell walls, right? the, your cells themselves. So if, if tattooing becomes, becomes how this barrier is, if the, it becomes how this problem is solved, what that does for you is then you have, you're saving more money on, um, on uh, medication themselves because you're using a lot less volume you are bringing DNA vaccines into mainstream, right? But beyond this, I would like to like bring it down to, so I'm from Nigeria, I come from a third world country, right? And like, till tomorrow, I don't know how the COVID pandemic did not completely decimate yeah. my country back home because like healthcare is terrible. The vaccine rollout was very, very bad. Not a lot of people got there, right? And then a large reason of this is because they, so to, the, the COVID shot is intramuscular, right? And so because of you have to vaccinate, there's 200 million people in Nigeria. Let's say you have to vaccinate only half of those people, right? 
we didn't have enough like the, the staff to do all this stuff yep. right i mean i think even here in the states they have to train firemen yeah yeah they were way on the stuff train firemen train police officers train tattooers in oregon yeah right yeah. so the brother the brother aspect is you then have like a a more immune responsive method of delivery for vaccines and then you have something that is easy to teach in the sense that we're not teaching you to draw a Picasso on someone's arm, right? It's just basically, so the idea of it is if you have the depth set right and like the, you have the volume that you want to use, it's just, it would just basically be just a line and boom, you're vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to train, um, how long was it? Was it a week or so to do these things, right? It's just like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. You in like yeah 10, it was a five day course. Yeah, it was yeah, a five yeah, yeah. yeah working days right so but then you can train literally train people you find volunteers train them in let's say you train them in a day and then you have a better rollout of, of of like these vaccines especially for third world countries like nigeria where it's really expensive to use these conventional methods anyways yeah so you have like a cheaper means of delivery a more teachable means of delivery mm-hmm. right and a more effective yeah. So that's kind of like the, the broad the broad scope of it. Like all things being equal and everything works out for us and this shit just takes off from the jump pad. I have uh, two thoughts here. Oh, it's always yeah. two thoughts. Here we go. <laughs> One, on an even broader scope of things, then we can make yeah. getting your immunizations and shit fun. <laughs> cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Thought two... <laughs> Uh, next week, when Adira gets assassinated for being a genius, um, <laughs> are we going to just scrap this episode? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, to answer your, your question, Brian, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe we, we, we take out the parts that would have people looking out for me. Adira's going to save the world. Politicians aren't going to yeah. let that happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's really difficult yep. too with this stuff. Well, the save the save world doesn't bring money, right? No, right. Especially People in this country. Money with like a, a better world, no. right? If you have a single payer place, it's usually it's not reactive. The health system, it's it's got to be you know looking at things before they happen. It has yep. to be looking. It's preemptive, right? You're trying to do mm-hmm. holistic preemptive care to make sure people can live longer to save money. Well, mm-hmm. here you want people to get sick. In essence, yeah, right? it's a good business yep. model. I know Fauci's yep. gonna have your fucking number on a wall. <laughs> I need to talk to this guy. He like, sounds like he's real smart. Can... <laughs> Here you go. So, Adira, what's what's some of the limitations we'll say in comparison here? Because I know that RNA vaccines specifically have a lot of limitations, not only transport, yeah. storage, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, can you, for the listeners at home, kind of give a rundown okay. of the difference? Yes. Let's do the, the limitations of RNA vaccines. Sorry as compared okay. to the positives of dna vaccines let's do that yeah okay okay yeah. okay okay let me see why so... is yours better <laughs> yeah. okay 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 yeah so uh temperature of storage mm-hmm. for one and then um so well, ease of use with the, sure. with the okay so i don't know which vaccine you took or if you got vaccinated we could, yeah it's just not gonna go like conjugates or um any of those like dead viruses let's just go strictly like the rna the new novel okay, RNA so vaccines. reason for some of the adverse reactions that, that you would have right for the like the rna strand is because is is because of how much of a, a 
for lack of a better word to describe how much, how much, how much, how strange it is to your body, the RNA vaccine, as opposed to with DNA vaccines. So basically, to put it to put it straight, with D, with DNA vaccines, you you will not fall sick in a sense that okay, so I don't know if you took the the COVID shot, right, and then. Oh, I was fucked vaccine. afterwards. Yeah, I got right. sick for three if, days. If it was a DNA vaccine, you wouldn't have. Okay, so you'd have you'd have introduced your T cells, B cells to this pathogen, right? Without having to trigger, like, without you falling sick. Yeah, and then just you um, basically having like a weak version of that, right? So those two. I think off the top of my head are like the, the benefits of DNA yeah. against like RNA. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. The RNA hijacks. It's less going to replicate a process, produce the things they're going to be wanted to produce in a specific way, break out, then start basically like air infecting whatever the system so that the mm-hmm. body starts to attack it. And it's like, it's a, it's a replicating a normal illness, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. It does yeah. we'll get an immunologist? I actually have a couple that I'm talking to right now to bring on mm-hmm. here who can better explain some of the stuff that's going on with this stuff. I talked to yeah. a couple of dudes there. I was talking about your research. They're like, "That's cool. It's really <laughs> interesting." I say, "Yeah, he's a fucking smart, dude. You want his number?" I'm like, yeah, I'd like to talk to him. So, talk to you about that later, anyways. So. Yeah, yeah. Sounds it's really cool. Sounds so. You're just making a bigger list for the assassination. I don't understand, man. Like, you have some sort of ill will towards me, Ryan. I've got this umbrella. I'm trying to keep everyone underneath so I can feel really important. I can't. I can't get any of these published. I get this. I don't even get. So it's like co-authors with all the people I'm working with. I don't get in there. I get the special thanks section. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> it's like that. This fucking dude who's covered in tattoos. It's fine. He has a podcast. Listen to it. Anyways. Um, And now for our commercial break, which we don't have one because we did it at the beginning. Um, (laughs) We left off on that because we got to put in our ad, right? Like we've got some sponsors and stuff. So this is where I'll put in the Dragonhawk ad that me and Mm -hmm. Brian did. Uh, which dragon hawk is sponsoring y'all that's cool. yeah we so if, if you use the code two dudes all caps at checkout you can save 10 percent on dragon hawk tattoo supply just go check them out now they are great hundred dollars for a machine you can throw it away when it breaks and buy another one i've been shilling that stuff <laughs> everywhere bro <laughs> everywhere i'm like hey if you yeah what's a good machine to use i'm like check this out use this code <laughs> i haven't checked our, our numbers on that yet but after we actually started doing proper advertisements instead of what uh, one of our listeners called an absolute atrocity of it. <laughs> such that's a good ad. Bit. We started getting people like that. <laughs> I know. Like, if you're in the right. industry, it makes sense. Right? Oh, okay. The average tattoo machine, if you're going to go with one of the fancy ones, is seven, what, like going, 500. If you're going like brand, it's 700 yeah, and 1200. Rotary. It's absolutely obscene. If you're running a coil machine, you can get a good coil machine for like 300 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Recently, I started having migraines more often than I typically would. So, so. working in the floral lights in the lab, eh? Yeah. Yeah, man. And those lights are so They're fucking rough, bright. dude. Yeah. 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 So I just, yeah, I wear it. It's great. It also looks like you probably do a lot of psychedelics, which is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> do you also play piano? <laughs> 
Uh, no, I play guitar though, but not piano. Hey, we're <laughs> we're gonna have to start a band. That's just it. Nice. It's <laughs> a pop on, be like, fucking Inve Malmsteen shit or something. Just start roasting. Be like, fuck. This is what I do when I'm not doing research. You know, it's just like fucking rock and stuff. <laughs> Why'd you make him German? Uh, I don't know. I just figured, well, the glasses made me okay. think of fucking, you know. Anyways, um, I can't do, I've been trying to practice a fucking uh, Yerbo accent and it's fucking hard, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Just, it's hard. Just, yeah, I can't. I can do a Kenyan accent. I got that pretty mm-hmm. well down. If I listen to a, an Afrikaans South African accent, I can get that after about five minutes or so. Yeah. Fucking. I think I can do a decent Afrikaans accent. Yeah. So okay. So Ryan, here's here's the the backstory behind this was the first few times uh, Ryan and I, yeah, we're talking right. I don't know. We're just we're talking shooting shit, and then I think I don't know if I did the accent or he did one, and then he's like, "Oh, you're into accents." I was like, "Yeah," and so we exchanged accents that time. And then we made it a part of like whatever meeting we had, whenever next we're going to meet, you bring a different accent. Yeah. So that's kind of how like we. Nice. I gave Brian an update. I said, when we end this, we each have to give an accent. I got a fucking good one today. This is the very first impersonation I ever did. And I'm going to fucking pull it today. That's okay. Great. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll bring, I'll bring one from somewhere. Yeah. Too. Did, so you have to do one too. Yeah. Right. Bye. Adira pulled a fucking Scottish accent once. It was pretty good. Yeah, I watched a lot of um, a lot of um, English uh, soccer, English football. I don't know why I call it football. Soccer. Yeah, yeah, football. Love that yeah. stuff. So, ah, so, yeah. All right, so hard hitter here. Let's 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 do a line drive right down at dearest fucking. That sounds. Sorry, that sounds sexual. Let's go for it. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay so I'm a chemical engineer, but. Uh, the research I do is with fluid mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> but the research I do is with uh, uh, fluid mechanics. So I'm that can be considered as, as a as type well. of thing. Yeah. So it's the. But I, I, I'm a chemical engineer, but I identify as a physicist. <laughs> with the red glasses, that's fucking red. <laughs> Put up the double Nixon. That's so fucking great, dude. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. So we've been talking like the first half of the episode, we were talking a lot about all this science and health stuff and whatever, but let's get yep. into the meat and bones of what you're, what you're trying to do right now. So like on the physics side of this stuff, okay, why is these tattoo needles, why are they so much like, what, why is this interesting versus just doing an intramuscular injection? Like, like okay. on the physics side, the health side of stuff, like, okay. Okay. Explain to me. So, so, um, well, I, I'll start out with like, okay, so the results I have, I had mentioned before that um, I was trying to determine what are the factors and then the outcomes, mm. right? This relationship with the tattooing process. And so the factors that I um, investigated in my study were the needle speed and then the viscosity of the fluid used, right? And so the outcome that I was looking at was how much the, how much is the volume of fluid delivered into the substrate, the skin or in, in this case. So in the first few experiments I used because we are using high-speed cameras and I wanted to see just like the freaking needle enter the substrate and back out, right? So there's this skin proxies that we use, uh, basically just a uh, jello, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But it's jello in a five wave per wave percent to water, right? And so what that does is 
it's a it's a very bad mimic for the skin, but it's still a skin mimic in some sense. And so the other benefit of that is because it's clear, then you can see like just okay when the needle heats the surface and then it leaves out, you see, you see everything as it goes along. It's the same type of biogel that actually Dr. John is using when he's testing Bio the photo uh, chemical reactions with light inside oh, of the nice. deposit pigment. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So in these biogels. Can you send I, us a video? Yeah, yeah. I think I I, I don't I, maybe I have one. Grab one for yeah. me after the show. We'll put a fucking if you let yeah, us, I mean, we'll put it up a, on YouTube I, and fucking I'm actually there's one video on YouTube yeah. that's on like well we'll retain American. it for our seminar day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can leave it for that video on YouTube. It's it's in uh APS, American Physics Society. Yeah. It's on uh, DFD, Division of Fluid Mechanics. Oh, yeah, there's a video there where it's kind of like, I just show like basically a summary of my, the work that I did. But yeah, so awesome. the factors I looked at were the, the speed of the needle. I didn't look at the orientation, right? And so because it was basically a uh, fundamental study, I ha had the needle needles um, perpendicular to the substrate just just for, okay, let's establish some sort of control or baseline, so to speak. So I looked at the um, effect of the uh, needle speed and uh, the properties of the fluids themselves on the delivery into the substrate, right? It's in physics. And so what I found, what I found was, um, I looked at the first 50 injections into one isolated spot because Again, from looking at the, this process happen over and over again, I determined that at just about these number of injections, um, one particular site is saturated, right? So in this uh, first 50 injections, I'm, I was mapping out uh, the volume delivered over time. So you make these videos, the needles reciprocate really fast, but because we have high-speed cameras, you slow it down and take snapshots after each after the, the, the needle has left the substrate, right? Because it's reciprocating. Yeah. So take snapshots after each injection, so to speak, for all these 50. And with that, I'm able to just map out some sort of like progression of uh, volume in the cavities created by these needles over time. And so the results from my study are that like, well, with the needle speeds I use between 46 and 800, um, I guess injections per second. Yeah, per second. Yeah. Yeah. The speed of the needles didn't show significant uh, effect on the volume delivered, right? In each uh, with each fluid used. That's However, really neat. Yeah. 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 So it's like yeah. So it's like maybe go forty six or go a uh, hundred if we just take um, how much is there after these these uh, injections and we saw that there wasn't a significant difference in that. So however, when it came to like the fluid properties such as viscosity, right? Which is how thick or thin the fluid is. We found um, something that is, I guess it's, it's could be considered as common knowledge in fluid uh, mechanics where viscosity had like the opposite effect on volume delivered, yeah. right? The less viscous the fluid, the more, uh, the more volume was delivered, right? Mm -hmm. Yay, big surprise. But um, so one thing I re was really able to show with like video evidence was just something that I would be honest, going into the process, I didn't think 
was it, which was like how the ink actually enters into the subject. And I know this is common knowledge to tattoo artists that it's this just capillary suction that happens, right? But it was something that I like observed. Believe personally. it or not, that is not, not common, common sense knowledge. to a lot of Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and also, I mean, to preface this one as well, so running things perpendicular, as you start yeah. adjusting the angle coming down, you're actually gonna have a different effect where it moves from hydraulic motion into more of an insertion yeah. pattern as well as it gets like mm -hmm. more even and perpendicular, or more parallel with the plane. Which yeah. is really weird. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You'll see it's yeah. weird, right? Because <laughs> the shock value, right? When you're trying to time mm -hmm. the actual mm -hmm. undulations of the skin reacting to the strike force of the needle that's coming down. Yeah. The fact yeah. that it's coming up and meeting the needle and bypassing mm -hmm. it, you're actually having to split that force of the return motion of the skin with the needle coming down, which it requires oh. that suction at a perpendicular angle to be able to pull it down. But as soon as you start moving it, the actual movement and wave and undulation changes, right? Mm -hmm. So the properties of it being sucked into it as the retraction comes down actually decreases while you're actually starting to push it into the skin. It's weird. There's actually a difference off this. Me and Brian talked about this more in a light tone last week. When we're doing uh, pepper shading coming off of something with a steep angle. You're mm -hmm. actually putting the pigment into the skin versus pulling it into the skin as you're moving forward. It's the difference between tatau, the traditional, you know, like Polynesian style mm -hmm. of yeah, tap yeah. tattoo versus Irizumi, right? Mm -hmm. Which is literally inserting the pigment into the skin and the mechanical action. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess what I would say to that is um, <clears throat> if you look at time scales, yep. right? Because so if the reciprocating is going a lot faster than say the uh, undulation yeah. of say, the wave and it's happening, <laughs> yeah. right? Then can you really say that um, the the needles themselves are pushing it inside? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's usually actually. So when you get to that point where the timing, it's almost like tuning mm -hmm. a guitar string, right? I guess like break yeah. it down simple. If the timing is off on this stuff, what you're going to see is a decreased saturation value. It's never going to be a constant on this, right? There's always okay. going to be almost like a fucking a crisscross pattern where you're going to have that sweet spot where things are going to be working well with saturation versus the time and speed of movement. Right. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's weird. I haven't shown you that Excel file yet. Have I? I don't think. No, I you, nope. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, if Brian knows about this, he spent like fucking three years building this Excel file. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to describe the fucking physics of tattoo machines. And he's like, why? <laughs> They do it. Like, who gives a you shit? Gotta, you gotta. You have to share. With <laughs> I'll write a whole thesis. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what everyone told me. I started doing this. So, like, that's that's something that a PhD, you know, would be on. I'm like, yeah, I gave it up halfway. Anyways, I don't know, man. I guess that would be a, be a question, you know. Mm. So, yeah. like, in your in your like, let's call it fundamental study there, right? Yeah. Is there any way that you're affecting the surface that the needle is going through? Because we can affect the skin. We can pull the skin tight or we can make it okay. loose yeah. while yeah. we're working. Yeah. So so in the experiments I did, I didn't like um, do anything to affect the surface. So I just left it. It was just like a free, um, I guess, free surface. Non-tensioned. So, so yeah, on, no tension, no, yeah, no axial right. tension or any type on it. So it was just like gel, needle. Let's see what happens. Pretty much, yeah. That's cool. Maybe that's I was the big just difference. Curious yeah. as to how wild you got while you were testing things out. <laughs> Dude, I asked the same I mean, fucking thing. You can you can only go as wild as you can put numbers to. 
So that's kind of, that's sort of like right. what makes, um, you know, being a researcher, what makes it a bitch in the sense that like, there's so many things, you can have so many ideas on how to probe a particular process. But the problem is the end goal is to publish work, right? And to publish work, right. you have to put out stuff that is based off of the things that are already established. So then it just becomes this game of how do I connect this to what is already established, right? Yeah. And so yeah. how I did that. Well, I, was, I, have, I have your next thing already. You have yeah. your next oh, study geez. can specifically yeah, yep, yep, surface exactly. tension versus fluid retention. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. And I, 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 I don't rhymes, really people will love it. Yeah. <laughs> Get Britney Spears <laughs> to sing a song about it. This will be great. <laughs> yeah and i don't know if i told you yet ryan but uh, like yeah so i'm gonna be amping up like all my like research yeah you told me fall stuff, time right as soon as the fall yeah. kicks off it's gonna be like crack yeah, yeah i mean it's gonna be like a lot of yeah yeah not not the drug but like whip crack. yeah yeah whip yeah. Crack. yeah i got you bro that's cool brian i said the same thing when we first sat down i think like when i when i met adira because i i contacted him i think i called I called the school's admissions office. I'm like, you got to get me in touch with this fucking dude. And they're like, uh, okay. And I'm like, no, seriously, give him my number. And he emailed me back. He's like, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, bro, we set up a Zoom call and my brain went, okay, cool. I have a thousand fucking ideas. And he's like, dude, slow down. We got to start here. Yep. This is like the stuff that, I mean, <laughs> we all know is true, but we still got to do it before we move to the next step and the next yeah. step. And I was like, yeah. fuck, you know, I just Works. had to like, yeah, that, that's my whole life. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. the PhD thing. It's good because like with all these steps moving forward, at least you can be assured moving forward. If there's funding, which is one of the biggest mm -hmm. things in science, right? Yeah. There's mm -hmm. so much work to be done. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. that's what dr john was saying too he's like the funding fucking sucks doing all this stuff because no one mm -hmm. everyone's worried about acute myeloid leukemia they're not worried about tattooing you know mm -hmm. but like where you got it like you've created this cool bridge right where mm -hmm. there should be money available in this because there's such yeah. a large yeah. benefit yeah. to society right and i'm looking to like leverage like everything that like my work has garnered so far mm -hmm. the um the the feature in science and all that stuff and i'm really seriously looking at like applying four grants mm -hmm. like towards the end of the year thing no shit get, yeah yeah if we get money for this man it's just like yep. then it then it just goes from my personal project to okay shit oh now did i tell you money. i got you fucking uh three thousand needle bars holy shit for real yeah bro and i got you uh 500 <laughs> tubes i got you a bunch of shit it's all it's all here i don't know you can see so i got my my lab stuff still boxed up you got the pipettes okay. the scales yeah. the fucking yeah. i got the whole shit set up on the other edge that's somewhere over here do i got stacks of boxes of, of mm -hmm. fucking needles and tubes for you nice yep. nice you said you, you send me the fucking shipping stuff i'll send it to you i'm not fucking paying for all that to be shipped over for that. <laughs> that's okay <right? laughs> mm. Yeah, we got yeah, that. Bro. This is one of the things we were talking about, Brian, too, is like the training idea with this stuff. If you're thinking about the implementation of these things, because like uh, you used the first time you use the cartridge style tattoo machines, correct? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. So we were talking about the difference between the cost and implementation using a cartridge based stuff, which we reached out to a major company who was really interested at first and then fucking gave us the cold shoulder. 
to yeah <laughs> they're german you know exactly who we're talking about brian now um but switching over to needle on bar right because you could think about if you have even even a simple sterilization device with uh, like a like a field medic would use in in some remote area to break down a needle on bar and to rebuild one sterilize it and then utilize it for the next thing the time to commit to this plus the cost is nothing mm-hmm. yep he's not even fucking listening right now he's texting <laughs> he is i was doing math <laughs> <laughs> yeah what math are you doing i see you like into it bro i was looking at uh what the pound per square inch of the needle hitting the skin would be okay you know what's crazy is that like i actually um i had a i have a setup in my lab just trying to measure that like the 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 force required to, to puncture the skin right so we have these really very expensive uh force load uh load sensors that we use to yeah, so I, I just hooked it up to like one single needle, so to see, you know, what like the the, the force. Required. How fast was it moving when it did that? So, so yeah, so the main issue with this is because regardless of how small the force the force sensor that I had is, it's like still too big to attach to a tattoo needle, right? Because those things are really small. Mm-hmm. So they're only going like super slow. I think it was the fastest one was like four mm per oh. second. Oh wow! Yeah, pretty slow, yeah, really pretty slow. slow, yeah, really slow. If you were to think about like regular speed, it would be like four hundred and eighty millimeters per second. Uh, four hundred eighty millimeters per second. So, well, yeah, see. because your needle can travel four millimeters, and if it's hitting the skin at like let's say one hundred and twenty times per, per second, second, you know, reciprocating, yeah. then it's right. four hundred eighty millimeters per second. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 But like, so I guess the, the metric. Two. Okay. Yeah. yeah because it's returning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's only the we were using was a circular cam speed. as well. So times 3.14 cause it's working on a circular cam. Cause there's also oh, you're talking about a, a rotary machine. Motor. Yeah. Versus the coil, which is one of the things we've been trying to. Okay. I've been pitching it. You're a coil, not fucking rotary. I know, man. I, I'm I'm with you on this. You're gonna get a way more direct response with coils. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. 100 on the, the, the coils. fucking <laughs> caught up on it. So, Brian, I don't know if you heard before, and I'll end up just splicing this together. But we were talking about the if you're to train someone to deliver a line or a strike with with one of these vaccines, right? Could you imagine using a needle on bar, right? Cost effectiveness, right? So you can clean. Like, so clean the bar, right? Reset a fucking grouping, sterilize, and then go. Cost versus cartridge. And how hard would it be to train someone to, to mount a seven round, you know? But at the same time, cartridge-wise, you could have pre-filled cartridges that just have, like, a break-off tip, and then you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cost of implementation. What do you think that the cost on implementation would be? Difference there. I mean... If it's needle on bar, then you can just have standard prices. It's, yeah, it's 20 bucks for 50 needles. Well, that's dirt cheap. That's retail. What do you think it would be on fucking wholesale or if you're manufacturing it yourself? Oh, on wholesale, yeah, you're 
fucking nothing well, right wholesale would be cheap as shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the, i was talking to dear i was like a fucking wholesale like if you're manufacturing the needles i mean like i don't fucking know 40 cents to uh a... no fucking <clears throat> drop drop two fucking sig figs on that bud what yeah like four tenths of a cent. like it would be nothing you know what i mean if you're doing it at scale let's say you had to make a hundred thousand yeah, the needles cost nothing Especially if you go fucking, so this is another thing I was talking about was the uh, the idea between a polished end or if you get a textured end, right? The, the delivery mechanism is probably going to be modified by that as well. But if you do a fucking textured end, dude, the cost even gets lower. Or it's not polished. You just fucking 100,000 needles and nothing. You know what I mean? That'd be cool. For that type of work, a textured needle would probably be the best. That's what I said too. Yeah. Because you're not worried about how pretty it comes out later. No, you don't give a shit. You're just worried about the max amount of volume being delivered to the area at that yeah. time, right? Yeah. yeah. And that would be like a fundamental difference between tattooing for vaccination and then just like actual art, right? Yeah. It's like it's almost like the goal is to get get that shit inside. Mm-hmm. That's the goal, you know. So you can even do it by fucking hand, but the texture needle we even as opposed to using a machine to do the delivery, right? Because if the strike value isn't going to change the saturation when held the perpendicular, the vehicle transportate like the transport is going to be modified by by probably the actual tools that are being used. Wow. Right? An assumption. That's a hypothesis, right? I can yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, don't sound so sure. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, the, the hand thing, though, they could go way too shallow or too deep. Hey, dude, string guide. That's manufacturing on that one. If you put a bubble end on the edge of it, right, with solder at your flux end, right? So you got a fucking a bevel or a ball set to the depth that needs to be done, which isn't too hard to set. Because you think about a jig when you're setting them in there. If instead of fucking tinting the top, you tint the bottom at the base and you have your jig set to that specific depth, you could create a space where it would hit, increase the surface area so it wouldn't go any deeper. Done. I was on the fly to catch and save my ass. Fucking right on, Brian. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, I need to fix this right now. (laughs) I like that I said something that was good enough to muster fucking right past Brian. She's like, yeah, fucking. (laughs) Like I like panicked like I was a child there for a second. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, stick with the damn rotary. <laughs> <laughs> it could work. I think the. I think that'd be interesting. Anyways, sorry. We, me and Brian fucking. I'm sorry, Adira. Oh, that's okay. This is normally what we do. We'll sit there and go back and forth. He's like, you're it's full fun. Of shit. Fun. How are you going to fix that? We'll say it. this. No, go fuck. Anyway, all right. <laughs> uh, okay. Fucking name. Anyway. Anyway. I like how we have those uncomfortable silences in radio. Which I think mm-hmm. we feel, but no one else does. Because I always think that there's like 30 fucking minutes of it, like dead air. And then I do the fucking editing. And I'm like, that was two seconds. <laughs> and like face to face, I'm like, fuck! Ah! <laughs> oh. Anyways, okay, so. Yeah. Starting up, coming into the fall, you've got the, the lab going to be going full tilt with a bunch of mm-hmm. undergrads running experiments and stuff for you. What is yep. it that you're thinking about starting with right now? What, where's the foundation being laid for this research? With, I guess with what I already have established that, you know, now I know from uh, my results that the speed isn't significant to delivery. What I would want to investigate would be to, to so again, to just sort of bring things as close to the real process as possible. 
So I'll look into, I already have a jig set up. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, we spoke the other time about the gooseneck thing. Mm-hmm. I bought the gooseneck, but then I found that we had this um, sort of like... like a uh, beaker stand type thing or some shit? Exactly. Yeah, dude. Exactly. So that was already in my lab. So I ended up having to return the gooseneck. Mm-hmm. I thought, but, so I'm going to um, look at the angle of insertion yeah. on like the delivery, how that looks how the, the um, I guess, the imbibition of the ink into the substrate, how that looks if you change the angle. Yeah. You sort of put um, put numbers, right, yeah. to, to the idea that the, the when you change the angle, the undulation, you're, you're now more operating more on pushing the ink into the skin as opposed to um, capillary imbibition. Right? That'd be fucking So that's the first, like, right off the bat, that's the first project I'm going to be working on, right? Mm-hmm yeah exactly that's fantastic um, that and i mean in tattooing there has been this long-standing uh argument amongst people at least in the western world that i know but probably the world over <laughs> about the best way to get the ink in the skin okay how long the throw of the needle has to be what angle mm-hmm. you need to be for this stuff to happen and brian mm-hmm. and i have always attested to just like the same shit like it's always just you get the thickness of a dime to a penny right? Mm-hmm. You don't need very much. You can use pressure as long as your stretch is good. And the needle needs to be sitting somewhere between 70 and 45 degrees for maximum efficiency of mm-hmm. delivery of product. Regardless nice. of, I mean, within reason with standard groupings. I mean, you see there, now I have numbers to work with, with my like experiments, right? So I'll just have like maybe three angles between 70 and Yeah, just fucking <laughs> get that shit right. And then you can make approximations, yeah. right? Because if yeah, there's- Guided investigation, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Imagine if like the plot point is like, if you're doing a scatter or something, right? And it's coming out yeah. and it shows like a really smooth angle coming down yeah. and it's consistent. That would I answer mean, yeah. so many things if that popped out, right? Like that. That's sort of like every scientist's like dream. Oh, dude, like, you imagine like I, the process that you you're investigating, how you're investigating the. Hold on, I give you the outcome. Are we saying so. that science is applicable to tattooing? I need to get that sound bite to hear. Brian, I, you do oh, you do man. you really do if you haven't listened to the last episode i know we're going to be getting sued by cbs now which is great oh. because i took a, a couple show theme songs and threw them in there after the original one that you listened to brian after did the final edit and removing someone's name it's just fun nice no names no names total and and in this and the fucking thing so at least with that guy god rest his well, I guess. just take it down so you don't get sued. Fuck that. You can take a DMCA. We'll take a couple. Fucking bring them on. <laughs> I'm putting ABBA in this one, too. There we go. <laughs> Let's get fucking sued by ABBA. They're only worth a billion bucks. Who cares? Um, cool. Guess that. Do we have anything? Street cred. Else? Street cred. <laughs> can't sue fucking. We can't put any NWA in this because we will get sued to the fucking moon. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got any other questions, Brian? Here, I'm thinking. What do you think? Like maybe. I've seen you doing a lot more math when we were sitting there doing that last question. So. Oh my shit's breaking up like crazy. Oh. you're frozen on oh, my cool. screen right now. Oh, I got you, bro. Oh, okay. So I, here we go. Last question, dear, before we, we clock out for today. Okay. What do you see the future holds for this? Like, this seems to feel 
like a promising mm-hmm. like scientific yeah. inquiry like how, how do you imagine this going in the future okay so uh, man i imagine optimistically five years from now there's um not only one uh phd student working on things related to tattoos and vaccines right so basically the future i see is like it's more mainstream in the sense of having more scientists physicists chemical engineers biochemists biochemical engineers just working on this stuff right because again uh the sort of like the, the number of people truly interested and driven by this as far as i know is the three of us right yeah so in the next five years, I want that number to have increased to maybe 50 as a conservative number. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So if nothing else, just more people looking at this stuff, putting their minds to, okay, how do we make this better? How do we show, um, how do we show that um, this is what tattoo artists say, right? And then this is the physics behind it. Here's numbers, here's scaling laws, here's a fucking formula yeah. to put change the values change yeah change these different factors because that's eventually where i want to get to hopefully uh at the end of my um at the end of my phd when i write my thesis is so i have like this um relation it would be empirical but it's a relation that maybe on one side of it would would be the speed of the needle and um, the the velocity or sorry the viscosity of the fluid used surface tension properties, surface properties. So some, some term that inculcates surface properties of the, the surface, the uh, substrate, so either skin or whatever you use um, in relation to the fluid on top of it, right? Yeah. Because surfaces, right? And so you just have this empirical relation that more or less scales this um, tattooing process. And then that would be like sort of like the framework for future work on it and stuff. So that's kind of like where I see it. Again, this is very easy. Very, no, very I think it's fantastic, dude. You know what I'm thinking? I, I like it just popped in my head. I don't know if this is hitting Brian too. I don't know if you still got a delay, buddy. But like, yeah. what about who's the dude that owns World Famous? World Famous? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Lou Rubino. So I wonder if, because like John was talking about, Dr. John, Dr. Mr. John, I think I was calling him in the mm-hmm. previous episode. He was talking about uh, possibly working with world famous because they seem really receptive. And I wonder mm-hmm. if there is, because this is the United States and I'm going to sound a little bit tinfoily hat here. I'm adjusting it, right? Is that I wonder if there's already some evidence or at least some data behind some of the stuff they're doing to, to justify the performance modifications to the carrier mm-hmm packages that they're utilizing right now mm-hmm. that maybe aren't released maybe they're proprietary formula they probably are you know? honestly right they probably are most likely there has to be i mean so the truth behind it is that like for every uh modification you have to your tattoo machines the fact that there's a tattoo machine that that has like uh different models right one model is better than the previous one means that for sure there's work being done into like the physics of this process, yeah. right? So, but the main thing is that I guess the these results or these findings or these data points are not like public knowledge. See, so that would be like a large part of of like what we would be about, which is why um, Ryan and Brian's concerns about being assassinated here they become really serious, right? Because then we're bringing information that I oh, I, really I wasn't even joking. Yeah, I believe this information is already known, 
right? I for sure it's already. I used to work for the government, buddy. <laughs> oh, okay. there we go. So I, <laughs> I don't work for the government, but I, I strong hunch these things are already known. And so what we would be doing is bringing it more mainstream, right? So because we're bringing the box. We're exposing a lot more minds to this stuff. And when you expose more minds to any process, right, you give more room for true innovation, right? And so that's, I guess, the, the end goal. That's know. fucking beautiful. Jesus Yeah, Christ, I went a little... Like, yeah, that was great. The fucking glasses all of a sudden took hold. <laughs> Peace, love, and fucking happiness. That was great, dude. But yeah, yeah, that, that's where I see it. And I don't know, it, can't, it, it, it could be considered as naive, but I've always, like, true, true um, scientific discovery, if you look at it, it, it mostly comes from, like, a point of... Naivete. Absolutely, yeah. dude. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the want and... Am I the only one here confused as to how tattooing has been in the U.S. since fucking 1936 or whatever the fuck it is, and we're just now getting to this point? <laughs> you're not the only one no. right? i think and i've been doing so i've been talking to a couple art historians that they've been looking into tattooing mm-hmm. recently and, and a couple i told you about this before brian the fucking um a cultural anthropologist who studied tattooing very heavily in the 90s right mm-hmm. there's a gap that occurred somewhere around 1975 to 1995 where mm-hmm. there was a bridge where tattooing became illegal in a lot of spots it was kind of like pushed further underground a lot uh, uh, in most places, like throughout the United States, became illegal. It, it's, it's bad stuff happened. It, it, Brian and I know about this, Adira. There was legislation that was put down on the stuff that just wasn't it. It wasn't kosher. We'll say, for lack of better phrasing, right? Mm-hmm. But what it did is it segmented the industry across this massive fucking country that we have, and then the the total knowledge started to become aggregated to very small pockets, right? Right. And as tattooing became popular. These small pockets that contained all the knowledge were not a part of the expansion. People went out and they could just buy a tattoo machine and teach themselves. And they Mm -hmm. think that they know a lot and they start passing off incomplete knowledge to the next generation, but in a Mm -hmm. controlled way. So there's a slow lack of of anything, right? Of actual Mm -hmm. understanding moving down through the generations over the past 10, 15 years where people are starting to tattoo with far less understanding of what they're doing or why they're doing it than ever Mm -hmm. occurred before you know i get fucking way out in left field there bro i don't know uh <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah i, I follow like, i follow it's like the dark ages in tattooing now right like when i met brian it was really weird because like, he just got shit i mean it was the first day i fucking met him i'm like you're my friend and he's like right. <laughs> <laughs> you're my friend that's <laughs> but the first day i'm like we got to do something together and he's like all right Two years bugging him. Two fucking years when we started this shit. It was good. Uh, I guess that's a good way to end. It's like wholesome. I could put in the full house theme song and get sued by fucking ABC, right? That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, I ended off with this very large yeah. philosophical like yeah, dude. <laughs> rant. <laughs> I think it's fucking great, man. And it's good because, I mean, if, if you can figure out what is going on here, it can benefit, yeah. and I mean, these are the rough numbers back in 2017. This can benefit up to 30% of the global population. It's huge. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. huge. Anyways. It's billions of people, yeah. Billions. As long as no one gets assassinated. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
on that fucking note, this is where we end the show. I was going to say, like, thank you so much for coming on the show, Adira. It's been great having you. But now it's just like, fucking don't die. Best of luck, motherfucker. All right, that's our show. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't already left us a review, why don't you go to one of your favorite podcasting hosting thingamagoos like iTunes or Spotify or whatever and, and leave us a review. Give us uh, some feedback on how you think the show is going. Maybe even let us know if there's something you want to talk about. It's great. Or you can send us an email. It's uh, two dudes talk tattoos at gmail.com and it's not the number two, it's T W O. Two dudes talk tattoos at gmail.com. And that'll be it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been a blast. Next week, we're going to be back with someone who does Comic-Cons. Isn't that fun? Well, it comes full circle at the end of the show, doesn't it? Anyways, talk to you later.